Well, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 27 of the Bible Table Chat, where we keep it live. I'm Elaine Murphy, Senior Anchor, and this week's episode topic is a sensitive one and very intriguing. In a, and is in the form of a question. How destructive is infidelity? This topic is very interesting. During my research, I realized that there is so much more to infidelity than just knowing the definition and the typical acts of cheating. Man, peeps around the world, those who are tuning in, it's deep. I can say the consequences are the same. You know, grounds for divorce, loss of valuable significant other or spouse because they'll never be able to trust you again. You'll never be trusted again. And insecurity, your insecurity will skyrocket in your life, making you more desperate and unsatisfied. So infidelity to have up that bad habit is certainly not good for you. We all now we all in time past have committed some form of infidelity as I learned during my research, but we just didn't know it was infidelity. That's why this week's episode is extra special. We'll chat more about it. Tune in and lend us your ears after this break. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to you in part by The Woman on the Train. Do you enjoy short stories with a twist? Look no further. The Woman on the Train is the book for you. See what happens when Brian boards the train and a woman locks her eyes into his eyes as their worlds collide. People say leave her alone and avoid her at all costs. But this eerie woman has the power to tap deep into Brian's inner being. He tried to leave, but he cannot. He tried to avoid her, but he cannot. This book is available through Amazon on both paperback and ebook formats. Just go to Amazon.com and type in the search box, The Woman on a Train by Brian, B-R-I-A-N, Crump, C-R-U-M-P. If you desire a signed copy and you are in the Rockford, Chicago area, then email the show and I will make sure that you get their personalized signed copy. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed those messages. This is season two, episode 27 of our topic, infidelity. And as I said in the beginning, is that it is a very sensitive topic, but it's something that should be discussed. Because although I'm not having this situation in my relationship, my private life, it is still informational to know 
that there is more than one type of infidelity. And and we all know infidelity outside of your um, significant other or your in your marriage is um, infidelity. The one is sexually with someone else other than that spouse or the significant others, but it's still good information because sometimes we're doing different things that we don't even know if it's right or wrong, but we've accepted it as just something we do when in fact it could be one another type of infidelity and. I believe it's the same. One infidelity is no worse than the other. Infidelity is infidelity. And it's hurtful. Um, so today, and before we jump right back into our topic of Season 2, Episode 27 of Infidelity, I just wanted to say, as I always do, if you haven't already, grab a cup of coffee or your favorite beverage and lend us your ears as we continue on talking about our topic today. Our episode 27, Infidelity. And the first thing we're going to do is we're going to jump right in and go right to my research. You guys know me. I'm a researcher. And this is very interesting. I'm telling you, um, this is a very interesting episode. So um, if you haven't already, you know, if you know anybody that wants to listen in, tell them to tune right in. We're available. And this episode should be... um, It's a very good one. Everybody needs to know some of the information that I've learned. And in saying that, did you know that there are two main categories, categories of infidelity? There's the physical and the emotional. An affair is generally considered to be a secondary relationship. That is a combination of types and possibly fall under both main categories of physical and emotional infidelity. Um, So we need to remember, those are just categories of infidelity, physical and emotional. In fact, as I said before, there are different types of infidelity, uh, which brought my interest up very high. I always thought it was that one. But there are types of infidelity. We already know the physical infidelity, which involves the physical or sexual connection outside of the relationship that you have dedicated yourself to. Um, The second one is um, emotional infidelity, emotional infidelity, attachment or intimacy with another person. Um, So you can have an emotional attachment or intimacy with another person outside of the person you're with. And that's infidelity. Um, a third one is cyber infidelity, which is amazingly new to my understanding. Um, I guess uh, the social media has made it easier for people to engage in online messages, chats with other people, forums, or groups with sexual content. So we, and we almost, I almost believe that 100% because everything goes today everything there's so much stuff towards a lot of different things and people are just doing whatever they please to do and sometimes it can be to some people it can be quite um nasty in other words it's right sexual and just outside of their marriage just plain old doing things that they shouldn't do another type is object infidelity and I'm telling you some of these are so new to me that I found it extremely interesting but what is object infidelity 
An obsession or interest outside of the relationship can result in what is known as an object, object, object affair. This is a situation where one partner is more focused on something such as work or their phone, which causes a distraction from the relationship. So, wow, object infidelity. Another one is financial infidelity. Now, I've heard of similar to this, but this definition is uh, money is a topic that becomes a point of uh, con- contention for many relationships. Let me repeat that because I said it kind of choppy. Now, this is called financial infidelity. Money is a topic that becomes a point of contention for many relationships. If it progresses to the point of financial infidelity, that means one partner may be deceitful about how much money they earn, how they earn the money, and how much debt they owe, and how they spend or loan out money. They may have money hidden away in cash or other bank accounts that their partner does not know about. Hmm. And that's called financial infidelity. Now, that's an interesting one. But I can get how what they're saying is it's just not being honest with your partner, with your finance. Uh, so that's interesting. Micro cheating. Hmm. Interesting word. Micro cheating. A term that actions that uh, bother a partner, such as flirty. But there is a no intention of strain outside of the relationship. Oh, so a little bit cheating. <laughs> you might as well say, there's no such thing. Cheating is cheating. But uh, for the definition's sake of this particular word, micro-cheating. A term of actions that bother the other partner, such as flirting, but there is no intention of strain outside of the relationship. Cheating is cheating, though. And the next one, combined infidelity now that's interesting combined infidelity when the infidelity includes more than one type many infidelities include elements of both sexual and emotional intimacies or a cyber affair may also be considered a form of emotional infidelity wow cyber okay now here, I love this as I did the research, the question. Now I asked this, and it's probably something we all want to know or probably do know, but for the sake of for the sake sake of research, it says causes of infidelity. Um, sometimes that is a question. Like we have our relationship so good, but what's what causes infidelity? Uh, according to this research, it says a lack of relational or sexual satisfaction is one of the most prominent contributors to infidelity and it says three fulfilling relationships include reciprocity 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 I don't even know how to say that word, but it's R-E-C-I-P-R-O-C-I-T-Y. It's a word I've never had to pronounce, so excuse me for that. But it says, 
of effect and vile and validation and honest communication so it's a lack of those things so it's a lack of fulfillment in a relationship lack of affection and validation and honest communication Um, if these three attributes and others such as safety relationship stability and emotional or physical intimacy decline the relationship may become more susceptible to infidelity hmm that's interesting but I can get how that can happen relationships may also be vulnerable during times of transition such as when young children become begin attending school or after adult children leave the home personal factors that contribute to infidelity include unhappiness uh, low self-esteem confidence um, the thrill or pursuit of, a, of an affair can be um, invulgarating and ego-boosting. Um, ultimate, ultimately, the cause, ultimately, the cause of infidelity are varied and complex with the interplaying relations, relational and personal factors contributing to the unique situation leading up to infidelity. Hmm. Interesting. Infidelities affect on a relationship. So what are some infidelities affects on a relationship? Um, What happens uh, when someone, a committed person or whatever, uh, an uncommitted person, because we're talking about infidelity, but the effects on a relationship, what does it do? It says some people have affairs to begin the end of a relationship that's interesting so you get to the point where you don't want someone when you're in a relationship so you start doing things to break it that's very low but i believe that others underestimate the emotional closeness they feel with another person and the affair starts more um subtly uh, some infidelities occur once and others go on for years. Wow. Regardless of the details, both partners are bound to be uh, greatly impact after disclosure of the infidelity. There may even be a ripple effect to other people living in a home such as children. It is not uncommon to experience feelings of sadness, anxiety, and anxiety and deep loss and then we're going to ask the question during this research it asked how infidelity affects the person who was cheated on i can imagine but how does it affect it affect that partner who was cheated on it says after learning about a partner these are some of the effects after learning about a partner's infidelity the injured person partner may face intense emotional reactions. I I could agree with that. I could imagine. Some feel a sense of loss of traumatic sense of betrayal. Um, Some may experience signs or symptoms of anxiety or depression, including suicidal thoughts. I believe that, and I know some people who um, begin to experience a lot of different of these sad emotions for some individuals the 
stress reaction is so severe, it resembles PTSD, sometimes referred to as infidelity post-traumatic stress disorder. Those which acute stress reactions may have obsessive thinking, intrusive thoughts, or physiological hyperarousal. Now we're going to go ahead and we're going to go into biblical understanding of infidelity. Somebody might ask, well, Elaine, is there's, I've never seen a word infidelity in the Bible. Well, it's similar to adultery. So adultery would be a form of infidelity. That's why I said earlier, I said to me, infidelity, the acts of infidelity are as bad as adultery. So they're the same sin. So they, they can have the same uh, consequences as adultery. But for the sake of this, for the sake of this research, we're going to answer a few questions. What is the difference between adultery and infidelity? In some states or jurisdiction, adultery, these are is now naturally so they think differently than biblically, but this is the natural difference between adultery and infidelity. Adultery is a term used as legal grounds for divorce, which is true. Infidelity is the act of being unfaithful to a committed partner. They both are, according to the Bible. So they both, in in my understanding, will qualify for divorce or separation. What are the signs of infidelity? Well, you know what? I think we've already went. I'm not going to read these because there's only about eight of them. So it says, what are the signs of infidelity? And and not that we want to worry about it, but it's good to read it so that others may know some signs according to this research. Changes in communication. Now, the reason I say, I think there's other reasons there could be changes in communication. Maybe they just decided to talk about something else because they got bored of one particular communication. Two, appearances and hobbies. This is what the research says, appearance and hobbies. They start dressing. Maybe he was just dressing like plain old Joe. Then next thing you know, and I can't say even if I would look as my significant other as infidelity because sometimes they come to the understanding that, hey, I just need to dress up more. And in some cases, I would agree with that. You know, sometimes we, we pick places we go. We feel we're not dressy enough because we need to really learn to be more of a dresser for the occasion. Now, attitude changes. It depends on what type of attitude changes. Um, did it change from a bad attitude to a good attitude? Or is he under stress about something? So... I think sometimes that that may be very lying and avoidance. Now, there you go. Now, if someone to me started lying and avoidance, I would think something's up. Indifference. Mm, Depends on what they're indifferent about. Changes in your sex life. Depends because, you know... I'm me and Brian are not sexually active at this time because we have we're we're waiting for marriage 
we do spend a time we do love each other we are attracted to each other physically and we do have a desire sexually to be with each other but it just depends because to to us sex is not number one on our list god is so i think sex will have its value and yes sometimes we desire to touch each other we know that we just try not to think about it all the time or talk about it because we're not trying to get each other to do that so to me that kind of varies money issues depends i agree with that then it depends on what's going on with the money where is he putting his money is he buying um x-rated movies is he is he buying sex somewhere i think it just depends on where the money's going uh, where does money issue is what is going on with it a change in technology use change in technology use hmm maybe i have to think about that i can see how if they're misusing any of these i can understand how it could be signs of infidelity um that question we're gonna go back and ask it asked me another question what is micro cheating that's very interesting also known as micro cheating this falls under the umbrella of emotional infidelity which we read earlier and refers to small seemingly insignificant things that a person can do that uh, while not explicitly unfaithful can carry with them hints of infidelity okay it asks another question what is domestic infidelity now it's getting interesting these are things I never heard of. Uh, what is domestic infidelity? Is defined as the violation of trust between two domestic partners. Infidelity can be any nefarious activities that a person engages in that is done without the known, the knowledge or, or and permission of their partner. Okay. Okay, now we're going to talk a little bit about cheating, you know, because that falls into infidelity. It says, what are the five types of cheating? It didn't say types of infidelity, but cheating has its ways to creep in and be one with infidelity, right? So it says, one, physical cheating. This might come as a surprise, but being physically intimate with Someone who is not your partner is usually considered cheating. It is cheating. Unless you go all Ross from friends and insist that you were on a break. (laughs) I guess they're trying to make a little humor out of it. Having romantic feelings about someone else. True. Rather, it can begin there. Signs of cheating. What are five types of cheating? Having a romantic feeling about someone else secret spending true secret social media activities true secret social meeting activities um and we're also going to go ahead and talk about now this seems interesting i was looking over some of the um research here and it says nine most common forms of infidelity and they're not in any particular order but we're going to read 
I guess we can read nine of them. We'll see what they are. We probably won't get too deep in it because it looks quite informational. Like it's really heavy on the information. But one, giving your primary loyalty to someone or something other than your spouse. It says, and then a little bit more information about that. If you are giving your primary loyalty to your your parents, head of your spouse, your actual commitment to an, you're actually committing an act of infidelity. If you're more concerned with your friends than with your spouse, you're essentially cheating. If you're consistently giving your strongest loyalty to your career ahead of your spouse, you're being unfaithful. If we can grasp this responsibility to give our first and best loyalty to our marriage, our marriages would instantly and dramatically improve. I like that. It actually talks about it and that it gives you positive information. So did you hear that, folks? So I'm going to repeat this one more time. It says this, giving your primary loyalty to someone or something other than your spouse. So it went through those things. And I'm going to read it again quickly because I did kind of stumble through it. And this is number one. If you are giving your primary loyalty to your parents ahead of your spouse, guess what? You're actually committing an act of infidelity. If you're more concerned with your friends than with your spouse, you're essentially cheating. If you're constantly, consistently giving your strongest loyalty to your career ahead of your spouse, you're being unfaithful. If we could grasp this responsibility to give our first and best loyalty to our marriage or marriages, our marriages would instantly and dramatically improve. I agree with that. I'm glad I'm learning this because I didn't know this before. Two, number two, keeping secrets from your spouse. In marriages, secrets are dangerous, are as dangerous as lies. Marriage must be built on a foundation of total transparency and truth. You must prioritize trust and transparency in the marriage ahead of your own personal privacy. Unless you're planning to unless, unless you're planning a surprise party or hiding a holiday gift, there are no places for secrets in a marriage. Anytime you're having a conversation making a purchase, sending a text message, doing an internet search, or doing anything else you hope your spouse never finds out about, your secrecy is actually an act of infidelity. Wow. Now this is what I meant about priorly doing things that I did that were considered infidelity that I did not even think was infidelity that's why this particular episode is so special and we're going to go to number three that was good threatening divorce 
Divorce has become too far casual in our society. We assume that the moment the marriage becomes difficult, it means that we married the wrong person and need to start over again with someone new. When we threaten divorce, we're breaking the sacred trust that makes a marriage work. We're saying our vows don't matter and our commitment is conditional on our feelings. Our commitment is conditional on our feelings. View struggles in your marriage as an opportunity to work together to become stronger. I agree with that 100%. Not as an excuse to quit. I agree. But that's beautiful. Four, emotional affairs. Emotional affairs often lead to sexual affairs. But they're all also an act of infidelity in themselves. They take place when we start secretly seeking the affection and attention of someone other than our spouse. They often begin innocently with a natural connection you share with someone at work or, or wherever, but lines can be quickly crossed. If you think an inappropriate relationship might be formed, then you shouldn't do it. Don't start it. That's called an emotional affair. That's what I was talking about. I mean, some of these stuff we thought were okay are absolutely damaging to our relationships. Number five, refusing to admit fault or sincerely apologize. It says when you refuse to admit fault, make excuses for your actions, blame your spouse instead of taking responsibility or fail to sincerely apologize, you're committing an act of infidelity. Some of the most powerful and healing words in a marriage are, I was wrong, I'm truly sorry. Please forgive me and give me the opportunity to rebuild the trust I've broken. That's beautiful and that's true. Six, not showing up when your spouse needs you. Amen to that. Your spouse should never have to face any struggle without your presence, your partnership, and your support. When you said, I do, you are making a vow to be there for each other. To withhold your help or selectively choose your involvement based on your convenience is to communicate disloyalty to your spouse and to commit an act of infidelity. We show our love by showing up. I agree with that 100%. Now that's 100. Seven, trying to win an argument with your spouse. This one might have caught you off guard. We all have to win an argument, right? What could be wrong with that? Well, in marriage, you can't approach disagreement as something one person wins and the other one loses. To try to win at your spouse's expense is actually a form of broken trust and loyalty because you're on the same team. You will either win together or lose together. To take a win-loss mindset in marriage is to say you're on a different team. Your adversities, your adversaries, your adversaries, I'm sorry, pronounce that wrong your adversaries instead of partners 
That's a divorce mindset, not a married mindset. I agree with that. Sexual affairs. Now, this one we kind of all know is wrong. Sexual affairs wreck marriages. It, it wrecks relationships too. This is probably what jumps to your mind when you hear the word infidelity. Because it's true. Because it's the ultimate act of broken trust and loyalty. If you are starting down the road and begin the toxic process of mentally justifying an affair, please stop. The pain it will cause is beyond what you can currently imagine. If you are now fighting to rebuild your to rebuild your marriage after the devastation of a sexual affair, you need to seek help. You need to seek some help. But usually in a marriage after the sexual affair, uh, it's over with. Yeah, divorce is, is inevitable. And this is the final one, nine, to give up on each other. I'm telling you, that's the truth, to give up on each other. Whatever you're facing, you can get through it together. Don't lose hope. Don't give up on each other. For real solutions to support, for real solutions and support, to help you start rebuilding what's been broken, you can always seek to get some counseling or therapy. Marriage counseling usually works a lot, but never give up on each other. Always work towards keeping it because, listen, what God puts together, you should let nothing ever put asunder. And now that's what we're going to do. We're going to actually, we're going to take a break because I think I've been on that subject before we do this transformation to looking into the Bible. Now, some of you may ask, Elaine, I've never seen the word infidelity in the Bible. So what are you talking about? Well, we're going to look into the word of God and I guarantee you it will begin to discuss the word infidelity as unfaithful to your partner or not rendering due benevolence or committing adultery. Uh, they all have the same consequences, but we're going to look into the word of God. We're going to first take a break and we'll be right back after these messages. Highway to Heaven Full Gospel Outreach Ministries is the place to be. Visit us Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. And hey, you can even bring a friend. See you soon. God bless you. Have a good day. Are you tired of the same old prints and designs and now you need something to take the sting out of being bored? S. Elaine Murphy's Creations and Designs has what you want for all of your stationery and gift needs with original designs, color matching systems, 
new exciting creations, good customer service, and beautiful poultry and sayings. Or, better yet, you can say it your way. Check us out at fb.me backslash f-r-e-s-h-c-r-e-a-t-e-s-d-e-s-i-g-n-s that's facebook.me backslash fresh creates designs and for more information contact me at my email that's genuinecreations10 at gmail.com that's lowercase g-e-n-u-i-n-e-c-r-e-a-t-i-o-n-s the number 10 at gmail.com you'll be glad that you did of you would love to make God your partner for greater success? How many of you want to learn to live with the rhythm of each season for maximum productivity? And how many of you want to learn how to move forward from bad relationships or church hurts? Well, the books Understanding the Seasons and Times and When Wolves Come are the books for you. Written by Nirvana Winston, who is a writer with both wisdom and simplicity, giving tools and insights into kingdom living for everyday life. She shares witty stories and personal encounters. Pick up your copy today before they're all gone. Go to Amazon and hashtag when wills come and hashtag understanding the seasons and time. Get your copies today. You'll be glad that you did. Well, welcome back to Season 2, Episode 27 of Infidelity. And as I said before that uh, break, um, we're just going to jump right in into the Word of God and see and chat about what the Bible says about infidelity. And do remember that infidelity, according to the Bible, is the actual same as adultery. Just to give you an idea, but... Um, not all is bad. We understand that according to Jesus Christ, all our sins will be forgiven, but that does not mean that that affected partner of yours has to stay with you. So if they just, if you do, do commit acts of infidelity, which according to the Bible, the acts of adultery, then any of these can, could be considered infidelity. That's why I thought this episode was important. So anything that you do that's infidelity, remember it can now it can be looked at as grounds for divorce because it's infidelity unless that now i think to me 
anything that you do. So we got to be careful. Sometimes we think one thing could be sin. Sin is sin. So rather you're watching, rather we're watching something you shouldn't do and sleeping with the picture you're watching, um, it's just as bad as actually going to sleep with him. Just remember that, you know, like you said, if you haven't done anything like that, always repent and turn. Uh, but some things are definitely a ground for a divorce. Uh, so remember that. But forgiveness is for everyone. Jesus did forgive us of all our sins. So just thank the Lord for his forgiveness and, and pray to God that, that you always stay faithful to one another if you're, when you're in a marriage or a significant other is in a relationship. And saying that, we're going to jump right back into what the Bible has to say. And we're going to start with what Jesus actually said about uh, the forgiveness of it, which is very beautiful to start. So we're going to start off with a positive note, and we're going to go right to that. And it says here, Jesus forgives all sins, and we agree with that. The Bible teaches that the blood of Jesus shed on the cross covers all sins, including infidelity. The blood of Jesus, God's son, purifies us from all sin. And that's located in 1 John 1 and 7. And it says this means that any sin we commit, including infidelity, can be forgiven when we come to Jesus with a repentant heart. I agree with that. Now, we're going to say now, what is the biblical punishment for infidelity? Now, remember, infidelity is similar to, is the same as adultery according to the Bible. It says the basis for punishment of toning back then, I, I know a lot of you are Christians probably know, was a stoning. Um, well, that's what they tried to do to Mary Magdalene um, because she was an adulteress. She was a prostitute. Um, and it said in Leviticus 20, 10 and 12, which reads this. If a common a, a man commits adultery with another man's wife, even with a wife of his neighbor, both the adulterer and the adulteress must be put to death. Now, it was even harsher before Christ. Leviticus is before the Christ Jesus, but look how harsher it was before there. Thank God Jesus came to fulfill those old laws. Um, and it says this, what does the Bible say about being unfaithful in a relationship according to you no know, cheating or being dishonest? And, and which is the same as infidelity. Proverbs 6 and 32 says this, and it makes a statement about this. It says, but the man who commits adultery is an utter fool. You're an utter fool. He destroys himself, which is absolutely true. You lose a good person. You mess your life up for the rest of your life. It's hard to find good people. When God puts people in your life to marry you for eternity and you do that, you're an utter fool. Um, that was in Proverbs 6 and 32. Hebrew 13. Give honor to marriage. And remain faithful to one another in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. There you go. Now don't shoot the messenger because this is just the, this is the word of God. This is the message of God coming from the Holy Bible. It says, what are the consequences of cheating in marriage? The effects of infidelity on the uninvolved partner. Now, we talked about this earlier, so I'm not going to get too much into it. It's the same as the first portion. What does cheating say about a person? Now, this I'm going to read because you got to be really like low class. They're really low. 
It says they lack respect towards others. And it says being besides the lack of self-esteem, a cheater lacks respect towards others. The two are closely related. After all, if someone doesn't even respect themselves, how can they respect other people? Which is absolutely true. A cheater engages in unethical behavior that hurts their partner by being unfaithful. That's true. There you go. I'm not going to read the that particular part, and we're not going to do that. I'm going to answer this question, though. Why is marital infidelity so destructive? Good question. Marital infidelity or unfaithfulness occurs when a partner in marriage goes outside the marriage to engage in a sexual relationship with someone else. Most most everyone understands that marital infidelity is not good. Many surveys reveal that close to 90% of Americans, Christians or not, believe marital infidelity to be wrong. However, statistically speaking, between 30 to 50% of Americans will cheat in, on their spouses. Wow, that's a big number. There are a number of reasons for people engaging in adultery, but the majority of cases occur because of the need to be emotional connect, emotionally connected. Hmm, there you go. Human beings have a deep need to be wanted, needed, and understood. Ideally, this need is met in marital relationship. And if this need is not met in the marriage, a spouse may look to connections emotionally elsewhere which results in more um which results in infidelity there's that answer to that i'm telling you this is really good this is really 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 i think a lot of people i hope um you guys continue to tune in and listen to this one because this is a good and we know that the bible back then they were very harsh in jesus times like you said, I just read to you what was going on in Leviticus. Back then, you were to be put to death when Jesus came along. Um, or at the time when Jesus came along, of course, he's a forgiver of sin. But before his death, he actually it was actually a stoning. You were actually to be stoned to death um, if you were found in adultery. Now, I'm going to read this small portion. Uh, talks about it in the book of Proverbs. It says, a reading of this warning in Proverbs should be enough to strike fear into anyone's heart. A drastic, as drastic as the Old Testament law seems regarding a punishment for adultery, the spiritual consequences are even worse. Thankfully, the sin of adultery is not an exempt from Jesus' promise of forgiveness. We have only to look to the story in John 8 about Jesus interacting with an adulteress um, caught in a very act and dragged before him by the Pharisees. And this is what I was speaking of um, just minutes ago. To see God's heart towards the one trapped in the snare of sin. The Pharisees are ready and eager to um, to exact mercilessly punish upon the woman, but not the man. And Jesus rebuked them by um, reminding them that they are just as simple as she. Then when they all walked away from the scene, 
He gently asked a woman, Where are you? Where are they? Has no one condemned you? And she says, No, no one, sir, to which he answered. Then neither do I condemn you. Go now, leave your life of sin. And that's in John John 8 and 10 through 11. I'm telling you, thank God for Jesus. Now, God doesn't know. God also, Jesus knows the heart of a person. He truly knows the heart. So if you have a desire and if you feel, you know, you were somehow you were deceived to sin or you fell into sin or what have you. Yes, God forgive you. But I tell you what, adultery is one reason for divorce. So you really released your partner. If they don't want to stay with you, they decide to divorce you is justified. But they must forgive you. See, that's the thing right there. I, I would have you would have to forgive that person who was infidelity or adultery, but you don't have to stay with them. And uh, that's the sad thing. But in saying that, thank you all for tuning in. This has been season two, episode 27. I hope that you enjoyed something. We want to thank those listeners around the world. We appreciate you. We hope that um, this is all making us all better people. And we thank you for listening in around the world. We appreciate you for tuning in. And God bless you guys. Peace to you. Remember, the best thing you can ever do is make the best out of your life, especially with a partner or a significant, and when you're married, your spouse, treat them with love and respect. Always keep them first. Um, like I said, until I learned that there was more than one type of infidelity, I had said to myself, Lord, I forpit, although my sins are of the past, not of my future, sometimes these things need to be learned because when you know better, you guys know the rest of it, you do better. So once again, learn and listen and learn what is right and what is wrong um, according to any type of positive information here, especially the word of God and, and run with that. But in saying that, God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in here at the Bible Table Chat where we keep it live. Until the next time, peace and love. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.